Hey everybody, what's up? It's Lisa and you're listening to What's Next with Lisa. Welcome to episode 9, season 2. Today's Sunday, January 10th, 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of 2021, the ninth episode of season two, where today we're going to be talking all about stages of relationships. What are they? But more importantly, what do we do with them? How do we navigate them so we feel like we're in charge and we're dating with intention and we've got good things going for us and we're fact finding, but we're also allowing ourselves the gift of butterflies. And there's just so many feelings and thoughts and emotions and overthinking that goes with relationships. So we're going to get into that today. But before we do, let's get over to the official what's next question and answer. Hey, what's next? Okay, Empty Nexters, the official what's next question and answer. If you listened to my last episode right before Christmas in 2020, I talked all about self-sabotage, why we do it, um, the possible adverse effects of doing it, and how to get aware that maybe you are doing it. So this question comes from that episode, and the question is pretty short and sweet, but I think it's a good one. Lisa, thanks so much for your episode today on self-sabotage. I think that looking back on my relationships, I see that I have been self-sabotaging a lot of really good things. What's one thing that I can do today to stop self-sabotaging? Okay, awesome question. And if I had a dollar for every time I explained something, we got to the root of something, and then somebody said, but how, I would be a gazillionaire. Uh, because it's hard to put those steps into place, right? You think, oh, whoa, that seems really overwhelming. How the heck do I do that? But if I were going to give you one tip to stop self-sabotaging today, I would tell you uh, accountability. So self-accountability and self-awareness, meaning if you're aware that you're doing it, you've got to catch yourself either when you're doing it Or, you know, even if it's after the fact, that's okay, but you've got to get accountable to what you want to do with it. So maybe that means you realize you were self-sabotaging and you don't want to do that. That didn't feel good. And you're like, ah, crap, I can't believe I did that again. Okay. It's never too late to catch yourself and get accountable. So what I want you to do is be kind to yourself, be patient with yourself. But more so, decide what you're going to do with it. Does that mean you need to get a little vulnerable and push through some discomfort? Holding yourself accountable doesn't mean holding yourself hostage to the mistake you made. Holding yourself accountable means being aware of it and saying, I got to do something better here. Holding yourself accountable means taking responsibility for it and wanting to do better and trying different things until it feels better. So I hope that helps. If you guys have questions, show topic ideas, email them to me at what's next with Lisa at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter um, at what's next with Lisa. And I definitely try to answer everyone's messages. I definitely look for show topics. Um, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing it to get the word out about some Uh, techniques and therapy and things that we use to try to make things accessible for everybody. So please, if you've got something you're struggling with or just want to learn more about, send me a message, shoot me an email, let me know, and I will definitely try to address it. it. Okay, Empty Nexters, 
let's talk about this. I've had quite a few questions about what are the steps of a relationship. And as I was preparing for this podcast, I had, you know, kind of like the generalized timeline that um, most people adhere to when we're talking about relationships, meeting, getting to know each other, you know, those types of things. But it honestly occurred to me just a couple of minutes before I started podcasting, like I knew that something didn't feel right. Um, but I, it, it occurred to me that when I actually trusted my gut and listened, I was like, this is actually kind of crap because the bigger thing for me is you can know what the, the next steps of a relationship should be or might be like in a loose outline. But until you've learned how to navigate those without disconnecting from yourself or totally losing yourself, I just think it's all a bunch of crap. Who cares if you know what the next step should be? And I said in my Instagram post, it's like knowing what road to take, but driving down the wrong side of the road. It's not, it's just not going to end well. Uh, Usually it doesn't end well, right? So what I want to talk about today is, yes, I want to answer the questions that I've been getting about what are the steps of a relationship. But more so than that, I really want to get into... Um, how to navigate those, how to navigate those with self-love and empowerment and being the chooser, not the chosen. I always say, if you're one of my private practice clients, you're probably sick of hearing me say, empower yourself to be the chooser, not the chosen. And there's value in that. And so, like I said, we'll get into it. I want to talk about the steps and everybody's been there, right? We've all been there, Uh, the beginning of the relationship, right? You meet somebody, you're both attracted to each other, um, and it's like this surge of hormones and chemicals, and they kind of flood the body, right? And I have to be honest with you, when I was researching this show topic to make sure I was giving you facts, I've always heard of, obviously, like in the beginning, it's kind of, it is a dopamine dump, meaning... You get a bunch of dopamine and all these happy chemicals flowing around, which is why we have a tendency in the very beginning to overlook red flags and warning signs because you're just smitten with each other and there's lust involved. And, um, you know, and so this dopamine comes around, floods the body, and we overlook these flaws, red flags, early warning signs, things like that. And I have, for some reason, even in my schooling, I had always thought that lasted about three months. And I think I've read varying reports on it. But I was finding like peer-reviewed articles saying it can last up to a year. And I thought, oh, wow, that's, um, that's pretty, that's a long time, you know? Um, and think about it though. If you think about like the dopamine flooding in for about a year, those happy chemicals, which makes you have a tendency to overlook bad things, think about how easily it can be to get kind of like stuck in a rabbit hole. You've been with somebody a year that dopamine starts to wear off, you're hoping the oxytocin kicks in, which is that chemical that helps us bond and commit. So when all that dopamine butterfly love wears off, we're hoping oxytocin kicks in and keeps you binded and connected and committed. But think about it, if you already have a year into it when that starts happening, that's a pretty big investment and not one that we tend to want to walk away from easily. So I don't know. I learned something here too. And I thought that was a really long time because for some reason I would have sworn it was two or three months. I will say my disclaimer is I do think it's different for everybody. 
It, it definitely is different for different relationships, depending on your background, um, you know, your age, your life experience, things like that. But, um, you know, th- my goal with this podcast is to, uh, like I said, let you know of the relationship stages, but also to remind you how to navigate these while staying connected to yourself. So that being said, when we talk about the stages of relationships, the first one is you meet, right? You meet and it's exciting. And like I said, there is um, all this dopamine flooding around and these love hormones and it feels really good. And that is the stage, though, where I want you to be really mindful of what your intention is. So first of all, I don't ever think you should deny yourself the opportunity to get excited and have butterflies. That's part of that's one of the good parts of dating. You're allowed to get excited about somebody. You are allowed to have butterflies. You're allowed to think about the future. Where that becomes dangerous, though, is when you start to put so much pressure on something to become something else or to become something bigger in the future that you totally disconnect from your wants, your needs, your values, what's important to you, this plan that hopefully you've laid out regarding what are your deal breakers, what are your red flags, things like that, because you're in what a lot of professionals call the euphoric stage. So you guys want to spend a ton of time together. You're super excited about each other. Everyone's talking about the future. You have all these love chemicals coming in. And what I want you to remember is that's okay. But when you start compromising your values, you start compromising, say, yourself or what you know is right for you all the time to make somebody happy or to be chosen or to prove yourself, that is a red flag. And that's a red flag on your part because when you start consistently breaking up with yourself to be chosen by somebody else, red flag. So how do you fix that? You get back in alignment really quickly and you remind yourself, wait a minute, I'm a catch. I know what I want. I know what my end game is. I know why I'm dating. I know what I need. So if this person isn't giving it to me or there's a red flag here, I am well within my right to address this and get to know this person and continually kind of like finding facts out, right? To see if this is somebody that you want to invite into your life. You are the chooser, not the chosen, okay? And I want you to, I want you to remember that. And so then we've got, you know, what I call more what a lot of people call the early attachment stage. So you've got the euphoric stage where all these fun chemicals and attraction are floating around. You're overlooking all the red flags, which no, you're not, because you're staying connected and grounded to yourself. You're going in being proud of who you are and what you have to offer, not trying to prove yourself. You guys have to remember, it's an extremely different mindset. When you go in trying to prove yourself, you're in fight or flight, you're in competition mode, you are posturing. If you go in proud of yourself, observing, looking around, allowing yourself to be happy and get excited, first of all, you're way calmer. Second of all, you're seeing much clearer 
because you're not clouding your judgment with, oh my God, it's fine that he, it's totally fine that he, you know, drank a 12 pack in an hour, whatever it is. I'm being ridiculous. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you have to see clear. So if you go in confident, proud of yourself, looking around, then you aren't going to miss, hopefully, so many big things. So then we go to the early attachment stage, right? This is where some of the dopamine is and all those happy chemicals are it's like starting to back away. You're starting to see maybe a few cracks in the foundation, but you're, you have a tendency to like question it, right? Well, but it was so good in the beginning. I mean, maybe it's just like a freak thing or maybe they just do it one or two times or maybe that's just like a one-time thing, right? But you're still really excited about them. So we call that the early attachment. Maybe you're not spending like every day together. Um, And so you're starting to see how somebody operates on a day-to-day basis. And again, it's the same advice though. You're still staying connected to you. You're still staying proud of who you are because when you hit the next stage, which which is a lot of people call it the crisis stage, I kind of think that's, I mean, that's a little harsh. The crisis stage is when like all that dopamine and those happy chemicals go away and you're left with like, oh, who is this person really? But here's the deal. It's not a crisis if you've been paying attention all the way through. If you've been addressing things as they come up rather than pushing them down and saying, oh, I'm sure it'll work itself out. It's not a crisis. You can easily transition into the last stage, which is like a deep attachment stage where you get comfortable, you settle in, you start to be grateful for that that sense of comfort, that sense of home, that sense of a rooted relationship. You allow yourself the gift to transition to that pretty easily because you've been doing, I guess, your homework, for lack of a better term, the whole way through. You've been paying attention you've been watching their behavior, you've been addre- you've each been addressing things, you've each been showing up in the relationship 100% saying what can I do to make this better today. So relationships are 100-100, right? Each person hopefully brings the best version of themselves to the table. And if you find out that somebody isn't a good fit for you, maybe their values or their their worldviews off, that's okay. They're not a bad person, maybe they're just not your person. But if you are so focused on um, being chosen or proving yourself, you're going to miss all of this. Not to mention, it's just not an authentic way to build a relationship because you're not showing who you are truly either. Um, And so that's really important. And, you know, being mindful of all of this stuff is obviously extremely important. Being mindful of it, being accountable to it. you know, when you, when you kind of get like off the rails a little bit saying, Ooh, I lost myself a little bit. You guys, we all do. Nobody's perfect. And of course you want to, you know, impress your, your person. I mean, that is totally normal, but the one, like the biggest thing that I hear, um, you know, when I talk to people about why they're afraid to be in relationships or why relationships aren't working is that they feel like they've lost their autonomy or their ability to like still be themselves or focus on themselves. And I would tell you, yeah, that's a problem. You know, 
that's totally a problem. And the problem, the problem is that when you lose yourself or you disconnect yourself consistently in a relationship to meet somebody else's needs, or you sacrifice to all the time, you are losing yourself. You're losing your self-identity. And so it's really important through every single stage of a relationship that you keep in mind that having autonomy, having um, control over yourself, still being who you are, choosing yourself first, that is what's going to set you up for a healthy relationship. That's what's going to set you up for a healthy long-term relationship. When you continually disconnect from yourself or that your self-love that you've been say a lot of people work so hard when they're single on self-love and acceptance and building this great life. If that doesn't equate into action when you're actually in a relationship, you're breaking up with yourself. It's okay to still be your own person in a relationship. Quite frankly, I think that it's it's necessary. Everybody has a different kind of definition of love or what works for them in their relationship. So I'm not going to tell you there's a cookie cutter way. But what I am going to tell you is that if you, you know, if you have, have if you're totally losing yourself at the expense of somebody else, Um, and their wants and needs, they're not bringing the best version of themselves to the table. They're just not. And it takes two people doing that. And, you know, how to be accountable to this is to realize when you're disconnecting from yourself, to realize that, gosh, I need to, I need to uh, rein this back in and sit and connect with myself. Because the only way to really succeed in a long-term relationship is to keep part of your autonomy, keep your identity, keep the identity that you've worked so hard to be proud of. The other person in the relationship should love and accept and support that, not want to take it away. If they're trying to change all of you, that's not a good thing. Now, that being said, of course, there's compromise in the relationship. Of course, when that dopamine starts to wear off and you're in what a lot of people call the crisis situation, um, yeah, I mean, is some of that going to be challenged and you think, oh, God, what the hell am I doing? Do I really want to be in this for the long haul? Absolutely. But you also have to give credit to the fact that a lot of your hormones are changing, Your chem- the chemicals in your brain are changing, and you know, most relationships, I would say almost all relationships, it's just inevitable that it's going to suffer that fate of the happy chemicals wearing off and reality setting in. And if you haven't been addressing things as they come up, it's going to be a lot harder. And I would tell you, especially here in, in the United States, um, I think a lot of us become, you hear a lot about being selfish kind of and superficial, like, oh, that's, you know, I'm putting myself first. I'm being selfish and we cling to our freedom, right? And we act like, gosh, if we compromise for somebody else, then we're disconnecting from ourselves. That is not what I'm talking about. A relationship, a healthy relationship is two people working at it together. It is give and take. However, You've got to be fully satisfied with what you choose to do. So if that is doing something for your partner or going out of your way for your partner and you are fully satisfied with that, 
then that's okay. You're still governing or being responsible for yourself. Everybody's definition of what staying connected to themselves and loving themselves and caring for themselves is different. Um, And so don't, you know, don't think too hard about, oh, well, if I go out of my way here, I'm breaking up with myself. Well, not if you feel 100% good about what you're doing and you've thought about it and you're still taking care of yourself. You're not acting out of character. You're not acting out of alignment with your values. You're being who you are. And so that is okay to do because here's the thing. Yes, I want you to maintain your self-love and of course your compassion and patience, but that's a two-way street. Relationships are a two-way street in that sense. It takes two of you working against the pattern or the problem together. So when you hit that crisis, I'm using air quotes, that crisis mode, you guys know what you're up against and you're up against it together. A relationship can't be just one person saying, oh, how do I love this person? How do I do this? How do I meet their needs? Well, how are they meeting your needs? Are you guys talking about it? You know, and these are things that is okay to talk about pretty much from the beginning. I mean, yeah, in the very beginning of a relationship, I would not recommend, you know, on the first date saying, "Mm, what's your communication style? What's your history like? Whatever. Those are things that come out organically. But the one thing that can be consistent that you do, even from date number one, is be proud of who you are. Be proud of what you have to offer. When they show you that they're not their person, or excuse me, that they're not your person, you have a responsibility to yourself to pay attention. You don't just wish and hope that really big red flag deal breaker things will go away. You address them. You listen to that person. You decide if you're going to trust them. You decide if you need to go a different direction with your relationship. You are the chooser, not the chosen. Be proud of yourself. You've put the work in honor yourself and that is the makings of how to navigate these um, steps of a relationship go slow take your time get to know somebody but most of all trust yourself you can only trust somebody as much as you trust yourself to be okay if it turns out to go to hell in a handbasket in a week anyway and you will be okay So I hope that helps. Please send me your questions. Um, If you've got questions about specific um, steps to take during, you know, different stages of the relationship, send them over to me. We can do a whole Q&A episode next time too. I'm happy to do that for you. But my responsibility to you is to remember that you've got a date with intention. You've got a date with pride. You've got a date with confidence because that's what's going to set you up for a happy, healthy relationship. I hope that helps, guys. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And remember, today is a perfect day to ask yourselves, what's next? See ya.